Support for the South Carolina lead is made possible in part by Columbia Metropolitan Airport. For more information, flycae.com. Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on January 18th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. In this episode, we continue our look at the legislative session, now in week two, and hear from House leaders on their priorities and approaches to legislating in this final year of the two-year session. In business, we have details about the State Ports Authority's record 2021 and hear from SC Chamber CEO Bob Morgan about what bills the organization wants to see lawmakers pass this year. In medical, I have a frank conversation with DHEC Director Dr. Edward Simmer about the testing issues that have plagued South Carolinians amid this latest surge and more. Also, we want to hear your stories, so we set up a voicemail box to hear from y'all about your daily life during these certain uncertain times. It's up to you. Choose your own adventure here. Let us know. Leave a message one to three minutes long at 803-563-7169 your name, where you're calling from, and a little bit about what's going on in your world. We're midway through January. How's it going? Huh? Surge is still going. I know. It's pretty rough. And if you haven't done your New Year's resolution to call the lead, this is the time to do it. 803-563-7169. Scratch off the list. Let's get going. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is widespread, ongoing, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 15,015 total deaths, and currently there are 1,225,570 total cases being reported in all 46 counties as of January 18th at 4 p.m. And we got a new daily case and weekly case record, so it's a little bit of Groundhog's Day here at The Lead, because on Sunday, we hit a new daily case record, like I said, of 20,337 cases in one day. Last week, we had 113,343 cases in one week. That's our new record and our seventh straight week of case increases. Our current percent positive is 32.7%. There are 2,309 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19. 428 are in intensive care and 206 are on ventilators. Currently, 2.55 million or 52.6% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. Let's continue our look at the legislative session as week two gets underway in Columbia. In our last episode, you heard from Senate Majority and Minority Leaders Shane Massey and Brad Hutto, respectively. So now let's hear from their House counterparts, Republican Leader Gary Simrel and Democratic Leader Todd Rutherford. Both attended the South Carolina Chamber of Commerce Business Speaks event last week and gave their outlook for the session. Here's Majority Leader Gary Simrel. We set aside more reserves than in the history of South Carolina. Little did we know what was gonna happen in March of 2020. That helped us brunt the pandemic woes that we faced. In 2022, historically again, we're gonna bump those revenues even more. 
to make sure that the taxpayers of South Carolina, the citizens of South Carolina, are protected in the event of anything catastrophic or unforeseen that would come our way. In 2017, we set about, Secretary Hall, on finding a sustainable source to fix roads, expand roads, bridges in South Carolina. It was a success. Secretary Hall has done an outstanding job in making sure that South Carolina roadways become better and better and better. We will put more money into roadways in South Carolina for the choke points that you see. 5.2 million of us now travel these highways in addition to those that come through the state. And those that come through, they tend to stay because they like our barbecue and our Duke's Mayo. That's important. But because we did that, it became a springboard to accelerate more funding for roads because under Secretary Hall's leadership, we brought back the business of road making and road building into South Carolina. So we are prepared for the opportunity that is before us. Working together, Democrat, Republican, urban, rural, the executive branch in South Carolina, working together with the legislative branch with one goal in mind, a better and brighter South Carolina. That's how we do this. And it's only done through consensus, not necessarily compromise. We work together for the, great, the greater good of our citizens who call this place home. Following Gary's remarks, House Minority Leader Todd Rutherford laid out the priorities and wishes for his caucus. Todd, one of the most outspoken Democrats in the State House, backs up that bipartisan relationship that Gary was talking about, despite the Republican control of all levels of government in the state. This is a state and a body full of people that want to do what's best for South Carolina. And in doing that, sometimes we disagree on exactly how to get there, and sometimes we disagree on what exactly the shiny things are and where our focus ought to be. But one thing that, especially in the House, that we do agree on, do, do agree on under the leadership of Speaker Jay Lucas, under our Chairman Merle Smith, Majority Leader and myself, is that we have to sit down sometimes and take a look at doing the hard things. And the hard things don't always turn out to be what people think they are. As Shane said, we always get a bad rap. People say that we don't care about education, but when you look at the numbers, we do. We, in fact, we put a great deal of money towards education. I can tell you that in all my years, this is one of the best governors that I've had, uh, second to Governor Hodges, obviously, but one of the best governors I've had. In terms of the conversations that we've had about things that we need to do collectively, Democrat and Republican, just to get things done, and that he has called on me and I've called on him and he's answered the phone, and that is what we are supposed to do. As business leaders, I think we've also got to look outside of the bounds of this state. We have to see that other states are moving forward, and Shane talked about medical marijuana and big business. Well, big business, unfortunately, has become medical marijuana. And we've been talking about this for eight to 10 years now, and we should have done it a long time ago so that big business can sprout from this state, not come to this state, and bring all their ideas and their money here. There are things that we need to be moving the ball on, and medical marijuana is one of them. We need to look at online gaming. 
Because while we talk about cutting taxes, and we certainly need to, we need, we need to make sure that we are competitive, that we do what's best for this state, for the people here, but that we are not constantly living out of people's pockets because we are seeing revenue come in from other places like medical marijuana, like online gaming. People are doing it anyway. We simply need to take advantage of it because that is how we continue to keep the ball rolling here. Next up, on tap this week in the State House, we can expect Senate lawmakers to deal with the new congressional map in Judiciary Committee on Wednesday and get onto floor debate possibly by Thursday. Just depends on the certificate of need debate that is ongoing. Things are pushed back a day since session was canceled on Tuesday due to weather. And in the House, there are several ways and means subcommittee meetings taking place as the budget continues to be put together. Also, the governor's annual State of the State address is Wednesday at 7 p.m. Join me as South Carolina ETV and South Carolina Public Radio brings you live coverage of the event, including the Democratic message following McMaster's speech. That's going to be by House Representative Spencer Wetmore. Unfortunately, this year, due to COVID, we will not be speaking with lawmakers after the speeches. The South Carolina Ports Authority reported its best calendar year ever after it handled 2.7 million 20-foot equivalent container units. Those are those TEUs at the Wanda Welch Terminal, North Charleston Terminal, and the Hugh K. Leatherman Terminal in 2021. This represents a 19% increase from 2020. SC Ports CEO Jim Newsom said in a statement, Amid tremendous and ongoing supply chain challenges, we handled record-breaking cargo volumes while consistently providing capacity and fluidity for our customers. The strength of our port continues to be in the quality of our workforce and excellent maritime community. Now, SC Ports sent monthly year-over-year container records for 10 consecutive months in 2021, from March through December. Much of the cargo growth stems from consumers buying more retail goods during the pandemic. This year, the SCPA will deploy 50 new cranes, complete the Charleston Harbor Deepening Project, start construction on the Navy Base Intermodal Facility, and Inner Harbor Barge Project, and more. A lot going on down there at the ports, which, as the governor spells it, M-O-N-E-Y. So let's circle back really quick to when we heard from House leadership and their priorities for the legislative session at the SC Chamber of Commerce event last week. Now we're going to synergize that and touch base with CEO Bob Morgan of the Chamber, who we also caught up with during the event to discuss what the business organization sees as its top issues this year and what legislation the group is pushing lawmakers to pass. Here's Bob. Uh, We're very interested in how the relief funds, the ARPA funds, are going to be deployed. Uh, We like what we're hearing about an emphasis on infrastructure, including roads and ports and rail and rural broadband and uh, basic infrastructure that, uh, as a growing state, we need to help move people and product in and through uh, the state. We're hearing a lot around workforce development. Workforce development, the number one issue facing businesses in South Carolina. Uh, We need to better train workers for the jobs of today and tomorrow. Uh, And we've seen some specific proposals uh, that would help us uh, to do that. Our number one priority is tax reform and tax cuts. The state has $5.4 billion in surplus revenues. Some of those are recurring. Some are one-time relief funds. Uh, This is an opportunity to return uh, some dollars that have been generated by the citizens of South Carolina and by the businesses of South Carolina have created a booming economy 
Uh, the state is flush with a $3 billion surplus, uh, and we'd like to see cuts in the personal income tax rate. We'd like to see uh, commercial property tax rates addressed, uh, and we're hopeful that uh, that'll be part of the discussion as the session moves forward. One big bill the chamber supports is the passage of a hate crimes bill, which would increase penalties on those who commit violent crime against a victim who was intentionally selected in whole or in part because of the person's belief or perception regarding the victim's race, color, religion, sex, gender, national origin, sexual orientation, or physical or mental disability. Here's Bob talking about the hate crimes bill. Of course, the hate crimes bill passed the House, it passed the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, we continue to support the hate crimes bill and would like to see it come to the Senate uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, let's go ahead and pass that and move on to these other priorities. South Carolina and Wyoming are the only states in the nation without a hate crimes law. Like Bob Morgan said, H3620 has made it from the House out of Senate Judiciary and is on the calendar where it's currently blocked from debate by eight Republican lawmakers. Senators Josh Kimbrell, Wes Clymer, Brian Adams, Billy Garrett, Richard Cash, Danny Verdon, Rex Rice, and Tom Corbin. Now it only takes one senator to contest a bill on the Senate calendar, thus blocking debate. So we'll see what's in store this session. We know testing has been a big bottleneck recently with the surge in Omicron cases and the seasonal flu, which has people seeking out even more tests to rule out COVID. But you would have thought that since we're in the second year of the pandemic, we'd be ready for a testing tsunami, especially when we know it's coming. Tis the season after all. Now that hasn't been the case, and I asked DHAC Director Dr. Edward Simmer what happened. We did ramp up our testing, knowing that the holidays were coming. We didn't ramp it up enough. Um, we didn't fully foresee how bad Omicron was going to be. So we did increase our testing. And the other issue is there's only so much testing available. Um, so we, we certainly did get buy additional tests, uh, add additional testing sites. Uh, we continue to do that. You know, we're up over about 320 testing sites now. We're opening up some large testing sites, for example, at the mall in Columbia. And uh, so we're doing everything we can to boost both the testing availability and also the speed of getting results back, which we know is very important. You know, a part of that too is we're buying a lot more at-home tests. So, you know, if you're waiting in line, you may well see somebody coming along the line and offering you an at-home test that you can administer to yourself at home or to your family um, and get results that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we are certainly doing everything we can. Uh, we just are in the process now of buying an additional million, what we call point of care tests, tests that are administered at testing centers. Uh, but certainly, we did, you know, not fully anticipate the, the volume that we got, especially around the first of the year. Uh, we did have some very significant backups. You know, we also had one of our contracted labs, because most of our, our lab testing for COVID is done through contracted labs. We had one that fell very far behind, um, both because they uh, had some folks out with COVID, and I think they weren't quite ready for the volume either. Um, and they didn't tell us that as quickly as we would have liked. Um, and so we're working through that backlog. Uh, you know, so we've done a couple of things related to that. We've moved more tests to other testing companies that are better able to manage the load. Um, you know, and we're certainly, uh, what we're advising folks is if it's been about a week and you're still getting your results, still haven't gotten your results and you've got symptoms, get retested. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's obviously, we, we hate to ask people to do that and we apologize for the delays, 
but that's really the best thing. If you haven't gotten your results, you still think you may be symptomatic, go ahead and get another test. Mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about testing, these case numbers, I mean, they're just extraordinary. We had 87,200 cases last week. The week before, we had uh, 52,300, uh, you know, just breaking records back to back. Um, deaths are still lagging, of course. That's what happens in this situation we've seen. Uh, but based on the data you're seeing right now, uh, where are we in this surge? And what does that death data su suggest to you at this point? Are we still in the thick of it? Do you think maybe things are, are maybe plateauing at some point? How do you see this data? You know, we have seen a bit of a downturn from the record high numbers we were seeing last week. Now, whether that's really going to continue, I think we have to wait and see. You know, I think where we are right now is probably near the peak or at the peak. Um, and based on experience elsewhere, South Africa, the United Kingdom, where this really started early, or even some states that had it earlier than South Carolina, um, it does seem like, you know, after three to four weeks, it peaks, and then it drops down pretty quickly. So we're certainly hopeful that's going to happen here in South Carolina. You know, my hope is that although we won't be back down to where we were, say, in June of 2021, that we will be doing much better even by the end of January. Uh, and certainly into February, I think we'll see the numbers declining. You know, the other thing we've noticed with Omicron is that although certainly people do get very seriously ill and can die from the Omicron variant, it's not as severe on average as the, with the Delta variant we had before. You know, so you're right, the death numbers are lagging. Um, I think we will see some increase in deaths, unfortunately, but I'm very hopeful it won't be nearly to the degree of what we had last fall. DHEC announced on Tuesday that it is continuing to address issues with several of its testing vendors. The DHEC Public Health Lab is processing 2,500 tests a day without delays, but large private labs like Premier Medical Laboratory Services have fallen behind due to the sheer volume of tests and staffing shortages. So pack your patience, folks. And for a bit of a broader global view, we change gears. The Washington Post reports that top U.S. health officials are urging caution amid reports of coronavirus cases peaking in some areas and speculation that the Omicron variant could be a pandemic killer. It is an open question as to whether or not Omicron is going to be the live virus vaccination that everyone is hoping for, Anthony Fauci, the president's chief medical advisor, said Monday during a virtual panel at the Davos Agenda. I would hope that's the case, but that would only be the case if we don't get another variant that eludes the immune response to the prior variant. That's Fauci also following up there. Even then, he added that COVID-19 would likely remain part of the world as an endemic disease. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy expressed a similar note of caution Sunday on CNN, saying we shouldn't expect a national peak in the next coming days. The next few weeks will be tough. With that in mind, starting on January 19th, you can order four free COVID-19 tests from the federal government by simply visiting covidtests.gov. No shipping fees, no need for a credit card number, just your address, and you'll receive four tests from covidtests.gov. Sounds like a sweet deal. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. That's why we have a voicemail box at 803-563-7169. You can call us, tell us what's going on in your world, what you're doing, if you've been a part of the great resignation, if you got COVID somehow, you don't know how, but you tested positive for Omicron. We want to know about these things. It's the day in the life we're living in these days, we need to know what's going on from the people, the people like you. We want to hear from the people. 
Okay. 803-563-7789. Hit him with that number one more time, Gavin. There you go. That's great. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but someone did call 803-7769 recently, right? Somebody did. You know what? Somebody did. I mean, you, you say it enough, and it's so clear. 669. It's so clear, <laughs> it's hard to forget the number. So, um, uh, yeah, we got a call. So, uh, you ready, Gavin? Yes, I'm going to play it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Gavin. Hey, AT. This is Daniel from Somerville. I've been a listener to the podcast since around May of 2021. Really like what you guys do and got introduced to the podcast by uh, GP McClear, mayor uh, in the upstate, who uh, is an advocacy ally with Together SC and doing a lot of great work there. Uh, really glad that he uh, shared that resource uh, with us and really enjoyed uh, keeping up with state and local news. Made a New Year's resolution to uh, call the lead, and uh, happy to check that off the list before we get to that part of the year where uh, we just kind of remorse over our New Year's resolutions and how we haven't done so much with them. Um, also, in addition to the lead, we love the Lord of the Rings in our house. Uh, my wife and I enjoyed going back through the extended editions of all of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies over the holidays. Great time to do that. I uh, love the conversation about Lord of the Rings and uh, AT fully support uh, the prominent uh, display of all Lord of the Rings paraphernalia uh, in the house. Excited for this year's legislative session. Uh, I, I would uh, challenge and encourage all the lead listeners to call your local legislators and visit uh, the legislative delegation meeting in your towns and communities and use this opportunity to make your voice heard. Hope we can get some help from folks all over the state to make our voice heard and uh, participate in the legislative process. Hope everyone's staying safe with Omicron. Uh, we're all boosted up here. Uh, we took AT's advice and got our booster shots uh, in the morning, which worked out great. We slept off uh, any mild symptoms we had and um, are excited that we are as protected as we can be. Uh, also hope that y'all keep the voicemail. Won't spoil the surprise for folks that haven't called in yet. But uh, yeah, we uh, love the voicemail, love the podcast. Uh, keep up the great work and uh, keep things running all through 2022. Take care, guys. Bye. Daniel from Somerville, thanks for calling and fulfilling your New Year's resolution. Doing it. Checking it off. Check it off. Love to hear that word of mouth action there from people finding out about the podcast. That's the best way to learn about podcasts. We are very, we're very word of mouth. Can't, you know? can't. We're can't a beat that. We're a bespoke podcast. You know, you can have all the billboards you want. You know, Hawk Law. But Hawk Law! <laughs> <laughs> a game. Uh, but yes, Lord of the Rings, AT's eyes were aglow when oh, you were yeah. talking Come about on. that. If Come you could on. see them, they were aglow. I mean, they're mostly aglow because I'm always thinking about <laughs> Dunedain and Numenor and all that kind of stuff. All that spice <laughs> in your blue eyes. Going. Oh, my eyes are dead blue now. Yeah, I've, I've been on Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Which they never say melange in the movie, really. Dune. <laughs> We're talking of Dune, of course. <laughs> Just one of many letters that you wrote yeah. to the producers. Yeah, I've, ri <laughs> I've written a lot of angry letters about this. But, yeah, uh, hello, uh, A.T. Shire here Yeah, again. it's me again. It's me again. Um, Where's the Landsrad? Where's Melange? Where's Fayed Rotha? 
Um, I, I don't want to speak ill of you on my podcast, but I'm going to. <laughs> He's like, we get so many of these letters every day. These freaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, AT, how was your weekend? We took the weekend. We had our Martin Luther King Day weekend here. Oh, brother. Let me oh, tell you. Brother. Oh, brother. So, I mean, I, the Eagles played this weekend, okay? We all know that. Okay? This is the last time I'm, we have to hear you say this for another year, get, right? I'm for a couple in more months. front of this freight train right here, yeah. Uh, where I, I thought they were going to lose, okay? Oh. And all I wanted was for sweet, them... Sweet <laughs> uh, uh, I wanted it to not be embarrassing, mm. you know? I mm-hmm. thought they would lose. I didn't want to get completely embarrassed. Sure. Well, that was too much to ask, okay? They were completely debased on national television. Uh, Tom Brady, ter- Tom, Tommy Terrific, had his way. It was terrible. Mm. Uh, but then Dallas lost later in the day, That's and that good. was great. Yeah, yeah. That, I went to bed happy, ultimately, you know? <laughs> But uh, one thing that did upset me, Gavin, sure. and I and I, <laughs> I, te- I told you about this earlier. But I mean, I saw it. It upset me. It upset mm-hmm. my wife. Mm. Made my wife cry. Oh no! It upset my family, my children. <laughs> By children, I mean my my kitty cats. But um, so there I am, just sitting watching television, watching, like, trying to like take a in good a, American, trying to take in a ball game. Sure. You know? I saw I, a commercial for Hidden Valley Ranch. Sure. Okay. America. It, okay, but Oof, choose your next words carefully. The tag, the whole premise of this commercial was that wherever pizza goes, oh. ranch goes. Uh. <laughs> and oh. I take quite an exception to this. If 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 you have to ask a, a ten of my friends, pick one word to describe at ranch. It's a. Uh, Elitist, probably. <laughs> Food elitist, most specifically. Refined. But well, let's use refined. Refined, refined power. We'll use two words. That's what I like to think about myself. <laughs> but um, I, I do not think ranch belongs on pizza. Of course you don't. Yeah, but I, I think... You also don't like barbecued chicken, period. I think, I, I think if, if you vehemently disagree with me, uh, call in, first sure. of all. Gavin, hit him with the number. 803-5669. They call that number, please. And... <laughs> Call in and tell me what goes on a pizza. What? Hot tip, it's not ranch. No, it's not. Like, you need to ask yourself, first and foremost, do you like pizza or yes. do you like ranch? Mm. Because you can't have two. You can't have a Venn diagram of beauty in the middle right there. I think that ranch is such an aggressive flavor that mm. whatever it's on is ranch. You know what sure. I mean? So, like, I just, I, no, I, I, I hate that I pairing. I want to eat some ranch with some pizza right oh, now. Oh, God, I would hate that. I, w- I can see people be triggered. Be- Dipping their um, crust in the ranch. I don't know. I I I can eat pizza fine without ranch. It's not one of those things that I carry around with me. In it Jer- doesn't define me. Nothing. My, my sauces don't. Define Only me. you define you, <laughs> sir. But in in New Jersey, where I grew up, like like there is no ranch on pizza. Sure. You know, like it's not meant people- to be. They're just. This is how they're trying to create a new whole thing with these ranch freaks. Which I mean, more power to you. I'm Call- not saying that derogatory. No there are just shaming. legit ranch freaks out there. <laughs> Uh, and you know they want to put it on their pizza. Go nuts, go crazy. I don't care. Just don't make me eat it. Okay. It bothers me to I, see I, it. I, where am I going to put ranch on my Hawaiian pizza? That's Ooh, my question. God. <laughs> A one-two punch for eighteen. That's just terrible stuff. But well, like, uh, yeah. I, okay. I just, I just really think you need to call in and defend yourself. If if you're thinking I'm attacking you, come. I, I want that same energy brought to me. Okay? I love that. Yeah, a little call to arms. There. <laughs> yes, I want a, a a horde outside well, my home. Well, yeah. So you had a traumatic weekend. I spent all weekend working. You 
were Bob Rossing, right? <laughs> it was Bob Rossing. Yeah. Uh, every MLK Day weekend, me and some good friends, we always spend it together. It's always the goal. And this year, we kind of turned it into more of a service trip weekend. Mm. Not intentionally, but, you know, Martin Luther King Day weekend, it's supposed to be a little bit more of a service-oriented holiday weekend. Uh, not a day off, but a day on. A day on. So Hashtag. we kind of inadvertently leaned into it this year. Uh, going to visit our, our friend Maya down in Atlanta. And she had just bought a house. She's been living there for a few years, but she just bought it officially last fall. And so she's been needing to get some work done, some painting, get things livened up. I mean, you, a coat of paint just make changes it make it everything. Yeah, make, make it, it your own. own. And so we did that. We, you know, and it's fun. Everyone's like, oh my God, painting, it's pain. It is a complete is. pain, no doubt. Sanding, taping, edging, and then just <sighs> painting twice and <laughs> sanding, you know. But I will say, you know, you think, oh, you're just like kind of slogging through. You're just doing someone's busy work for them. The difference between this, though, is that we all got to go to Home Depot. We all kind of gave our opinions and our, mm. our feedback. Egalitarian. And, it, and people, you know, Maya like really took it in and really, you know, she really listened to people. Some people would just be like, ah, oh, no, thanks. Da, da, da. Like she just gave us free reign, which was wonderful. People because had us much input as they wanted here. Yeah. You know, we got like a, a Sputnik light in her dining room. We Love a the dining room uh, gray, which led into her living room, which is a nice, bold yellow. Mm. She had a lot of artwork she wanted to hang on her wall. So that was another big thing that we put all this great artwork up to in a nice little gallery display type layout. So that was all that. She had a big blue velvet couch. That was a big anchor for the room. So tie the whole thing together. You have to have those big elements to get those colors going. We've all seen the Big Lebowski. So, I mean, it was the most shopping I've done. You know, in a while, in a sense, where you're going to the Home Depot, then you're going to Lowe's, then you're going to Target, then you're going to TJ Maxx, and then you're doing the same thing the next day to go get everything that <laughs> you thought that would work there or would do that. You know, you're going to Walmart to get drapes. I mean, it was a lot of fun, even though it was a winter weather weekend. It wasn't too bad down in Atlanta, so we weren't worried about that, though it did snow. My thing, uh, my it was, thing. It was the perfect time to do it because no one was in the store on Sunday. My biggest thing was after the fact, I, I mean, at least my experience is, and all of my friends are the same except you, you're an outlier here, hmm. is that after they do a painting project, they go, never again. Sure. You come back, first thing you say to me is you're like, I'm ready to paint my house. Because I painted someone else's house. I didn't paint my house. You I deserve nothing. it. I'm like, you I can do that it. now. My room isn't that big. I can do it. I'm I'm uh, no longer scared to paint. I Also, ugh. I might borrow someone's power sander, and that will just change the game. I have a walls. tiny hand one. It's not going to help you That's what I did for, for like not gonna three different rooms, much. baby. <laughs> and I woke up the next day, oh my gosh. I You're sore. So sore. In places you don't know about. Exactly. And God bless all those people out there who do a day-to-day, mm-hmm. that stuff, like, woof, like... Yeoman's Power work. To you. Yeoman's work, Gavin. Because I am not a manual laborer. I will do it for a fun weekend. <laughs> no. But that's about the extent. We're not right a big manly men here on the pod. That's why yeah. we make a podcast. But I will do it. I, I like a little DIY, but there's a limit to my Well, DIY. good on you. But I want to really quick, before yes. we're doing stuff, we're talking about resolutions. One thing that I've been doing, just randomly started doing, yes. was going through junk mail as it comes into my inbox and hitting unsubscribe. Oh, I yeah. am freeing myself, That's good folks. stuff. Do it. You will just, it's a nice little step. It's a little something for you to say, oh, good. I did something Less junk, today. you know? Yes. I all, I've been doing that forever. Oh. I mean, okay. I, I think my, my inbox has like uh, 17 unread messages. I, I don't let it build up, and I always unsubscribe. Mm. You're going to start getting to, though, companies that you hit unsubscribe, and they, they, they still send around. you stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm marking that as spam. It's a whole series right now. Yeah, that's uh, out of the 103,000 emails in my inbox Ooh, right now. that's not even that bad. 
No. Oh, 100,000? 103,000. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I thought it was 1,000 you were saying. No. 103,000 is, is terrible. work email. I think the Gmail is just, the Gmail is just one giant. Well, Gavin, pit. throw off the yoke of the oppressor. <laughs> 74,000. <laughs> Stick it to the man here, okay? <laughs> Say goodbye to these folks. No hey, ranch. You know, yeah. Down with ranch 2022. <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe from, from, from society. Not us, though. Unsubscribe <laughs> from society and uh, listen to the new Limp Bizkit album. <laughs> listen to the new Limp Bizkit album. Which the lead does not endorse. <laughs> and, no, it's but, really yeah. bad. We're, but while ironic. you unsubscribe from the emails, subscribe to the lead. Tell your friends about it, like Daniel did in Somerville. That's how he found out. Now you got to go ten tell people. Go tell ten people. They'll tell ten people. Get ten people. And you can also call us at 803-563-7169 and show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes. You can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. I'm looking at skater videos to get inspired. This is Thrasher, Skate and Destroy from 1996. Yeah, that's good. There's going to be a, a System of a Down song in there. We just need to start skating again. Brother, I never stopped. <laughs>